Hello, welcome to the Writing Quest podcast, where we discuss things about writing and stories. Yeah, and really things that we like, the yeah. stories that we like. Um, our main show, Writing Quest, is about us writing a book, and so the podcast is just us talking about how we write, stories we like, kind of just general things. So today, we are going to discuss... Um, our current writing processes, which change sometimes, but our current writing processes, some of the tools we use, and NaNoWriMo. Ooh. Here we go. Okay. So, writing process. Um, I'm going to start off by saying, do you even have one? <laughs> um, I like to do random bursts of of thanos level inspiration intense fury yes um i like to write intensely um, so you don't write for like what two weeks and then you're just like twenty thousand words not twenty thousand but like three thousand like uh later today i'm gonna try to write like twenty something it's gonna be awesome um yeah but no so i is that because that's how your brain works or i'd say it's more for schedule if i could get on it's just like balancing life and writing is so difficult which i feel like is a very very common problem very common problem and identifiable (laughs) thing um so you know i work a full-day job i work a desk job and all that stuff and i love it but um Finding time to do all of that, it, yeah. And and I, I do, so I work in advertising, so it's like all of my creative juices go to my job. Mm-hmm. And so doing writing quests or even just writing, it's hard. It, like, I can't write after I work mm-hmm. because if I do that, then the writing is always worse than yeah. if I do it before because I actually have ideas. Yeah, so, I get that um, I would definitely say the longer I can write, the better, because mm-hmm. that first 15 minutes to a half hour, I'm just, like, yeah. dragging along. But if I can write for, like, say, two hours straight, the last 30 minutes, I can write more or enough as that first hour and a half. Right. Because I'm just, like, in the zone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good time. See, I'm kind of the opposite. I uh, So, first off, I definitely definitely feel that i found that um i generally get up early but i don't always when i wake up early i don't always like it's like i just sit with my coffee and do nothing because i'm still waking up but again i also work in a creative job where i'm editing videos and doing creative things you add on writing quest which is another creative thing and then you add on writing so if i don't do it first i like I cannot write at night. I think one of the things that we thought didn't think about when we started writing Quest was, yes, we're doing a YouTube channel, but we also have to write if a book. If we don't write the book, we don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> so it's like, you're going to start a YouTube channel, but you definitely have to write a book. Yeah, and which is already hard. Yeah. So, but yeah, I found like, if I don't write, um, if I, the only way I can do a long writing session is in the morning. Yeah. If I don't wake up at like four thirty or five to write for an hour and a half, I, I'm never going to do that during the day. Yeah. So, how I've kind of solved that, I actually don't write well. Long periods of time. Part mm. of that is, 
I just currently stage of life, same similar thing. Like I have a child, I have a wife, I have a job, I have a, you know, yeah. it's just too much to, I, I can't hardly find it's, I can't just go, I'm going to sit and write for two hours and no one can talk to me. That just doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. It's just the nature of the stage of life. So what I've found, what I've started doing, which has proven to be much better, as you've seen, because I have produced way more words in of Wolves and Wizards than I have in I a would, while. I would like to, to highlight and find that out. I'm sure you have written more than me. But I don't think it's as big a gap as you think that it is. No, I'm talking just in the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. Like, in the last couple of days, I've written, like, I've doubled the book. (laughs) Which isn't as, you know, like, I've written about 4,000 words in the last few days. Yeah. Which, before, I was, like, barely squeaking in, you know, 500 or 300 or something. So this is what I did, though. Which I think, I don't know if this is a unique approach. I don't normally hear of people doing this which is part of what i i don't hate professional writers authors i love obviously i love authors and i love their books but whenever you hear about writing advice most of the time people say you got to do what you got to do but a lot of people say you have to write every day and you have to write a thousand words it's all about consistency yes and it's like i get it it doesn't work for me it just doesn't like i you know it's kind of the same as like you know i love uh there's some fitness people that i like and workout people and they're always like anybody can do this like you get paid to exercise if i got paid to exercise i could do it too and it's not that i can't not that i can't do it it's same thing with writing it's not that i can't write i'm not getting paid to write Therefore, the opportunity is not the opportunity is smaller. I don't. I can't just sit around all day and only write. That's not my only task to do. Yeah. So what I have found is I do a task for, you know, hour four to five minutes to an hour and a half. Like that's kind of the sweet spot of like concentration. Like I can Mm -hmm. sit here and I can do this for this long, and then I got to take a break. And instead of doing nothing or walking around or looking at my phone or whatever, I write in the break. So for like fifteen minutes. And I, I write 250 words. Mm-hmm. The key is I have to write 250 words, but no more. Right. I stop myself, which seems counterintuitive. Interesting. But it seems counterintuitive, but what I've found in the last few days is this. I know I can write 250 words in about 15 minutes. I can just sit there. And then I go back to... Working, doing whatever I was doing, doing my a task. Right. What I found is I wrote that little bit, and even if I still had some more ideas lingering that I was going to keep going with, it's like my subconscious keeps going with keeps those ideas. going with those ideas. And so when I come back to my next break and write, mm. all of a sudden I I have more to write. So in the last few days, I've been cranking out fifteen hundred words a day, easy, in these little fifteen minute bursts. Because it's really easy to, 250 words, nothing. I can crank that out. So if you do, if you break it up and you just do that four times, you get a thousand words in a day. All of a sudden, you just did a thousand words. Where before, I was like, I'm going to wake up at five and I'm going to write till six and I'm going to write a thousand words. And I get 
like 600, 700, I get distracted. I get stopped. You know, like, it's, it's just currently, I've been experimenting with this. It seems way more productive. I'm getting more words in. Cons- more with a more consistent story mm-hmm. you know i feel like it's like i'm not rambling like stopping myself from rambling yeah i'm yeah, like writing a that. concise 250 you're actually taking time to think yeah. about it i like that worth um, a try worth a try i really want to get into that july is going to be a little bit easier because um i don't know why in advertising just july is like this low month mm-hmm. because everyone's like it's too hot i'm not thinking about anything so yeah it's yeah. great um so we're talking about write, writing processes, and we're also going to get into writing programs and NaNoWriMo, but I want to talk a, just a little bit about your uh, crafting a book process, outlining. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit on that, what do you like to do? Well, um, since we did tie into NaNoWriMo, um, I did decide on my NaNoWriMo story that I want to do, which is set in the same world as of wolves and wizards and everything i write um my process is seems to be because so you know when i first started writing i had no process mm-hmm. i just had an idea and i just started doing stuff of course. now though since i do have kind of a timeline of like books and stuff mm-hmm. that even though they're not written i just have an idea what seems to happen is that I have a character that I like, and I kind of know the situation that they're going to be in. Mm -hmm. And then I think about the end of the book. Mm. So, like... So you think of the promise, and then you think of what's the For instance, when I came up with my first one... I did a bunch of world building. I talked about in a previous episode, I think, about I was working at a factory. In my brain, I was just taking notes. You know, I had this idea. It kept coming mm-hmm. to me. When I eventually got to actually thinking about the story, because really initially I was just like, I, I was just world building. I was just like, oh, this would be cool. And this is, a, you know, like, what if you combined Avatar with Dragon Riders? And, you know. Um, is that the idea? Him, well, it's like, what if we did Dragon Riders? But what if the dragons were wolves? What if each individual pairing could do an element? You know, like, that whole thing. That's basically what happened. I was like, dragon riders plus avatar, but wolves. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, for instance, I guess that's how it's been from the beginning, because how that book started, I did the world building part. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of came up with some characters in my head. I had this idea for these clan it's like a clan mm-hmm. and there's just four characters and they each all four of them have a wolf partner so there's eight characters right. total the main character being seraphel mm-hmm. and i had a opening scene which is pretty much the only thing that has still survived the original the original idea and you want to know where you got that from was that from you no, that original scene is subconsciously, you don't know this, but it's from Warcraft 3. No, not that scene. Really? That's not the original scene. The original scene is where they attack the bandit camp. Uh, so my, my, I had this idea for how the book, this is how it really is. So I said I start with the end. I don't. 
I have an, an initial scene in my head, the opening scene. And you're like, that's cool. And I'm that. like, this book is going to open with this group of warriors is going to attack a bandit clan. Like the bandit, they've, they've hunted them down. They're in this clearing. And now the scene is them rushing in to attack. That's all I had. Perfect. It's a great opener. Of course. Um, and But then I think about how I want it to end. So how I want the, the original book to end is like... I don't really want to give it away. What's a better example? I think about the end. This is what I want the end to be. Mm-hmm. And then I go from... So how do I get from here, here to the end? If I don't have an end, I, d- I don't... Uh, it's a listless nothing. Yeah. So I'm not really a full outliner, but I'm not a discovery writer necessarily either. Gotcha. I mean, everyone's on that kind of spectrum. Everyone is. I'm definitely pretty much in the middle of, like, I have the beginning and the end. I know maybe a few, like, I gotta do this. Mm-hmm. And then I go for it. Gotcha. Um, so, th- yeah, that's kind of what I do. Okay. Uh, What's your thoughts on that? I like that a lot. I I would say I'm on a, in a similar boat. Um, I what I like to do is uh, the key for me is I have to have the end. Yeah, you gotta have the end. Yeah. And I find that that I have a book right now that I have like seventeen thousand words in that uh, you don't know the end. I don't know the end, <laughs> so it's like I'm just kind of wandering around with it right now. Um, so. But I do find that I like to outline, and I like to mm-hmm. um, have I a spreadsheet. I I go back and forth with world building. Like, I like it, but also I don't spend enough time on it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I like having the pieces to fit together. So I like to write out the pieces. Um, I once tried J.K. Rowling's outlining method, and that worked out really well for me. Um, except I didn't have the end in mind. Mm-hmm. So... So you don't know why you're doing anything. Exactly. Um I think that's pretty common to have the yeah. end in mind. Yeah, I feel that, like that's, that's pretty common. General. Um, I we talk about it all the time. We should probably do an episode about the Brandon Sanderson lecture that we're both going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, very good stuff, and he's talking a, a lot about the uh, like the storylines and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like just write it all out in order for. Uh, girl A to become the world's greatest chef. What are all the things that have to happen for yeah. her to get to there? And that's why I, I feel like Brandon Sanderson's stuff is giving me more bones and more description of what I was kind of naturally starting to do anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind, I'm kind of naturally doing those things. And then I watched all that and I was like, this is a more structured way to do it. Like, I'm taking what I'm kind of already doing and giving it a better structure. So what we need to do for writing quests is we need to do that. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's I think that's the way that I want to go do it going forward. I have my own personal book that I'm also planning for NaNoWriMo. We're just kind of going into the NaNoWriMo, I guess. Well, um, before we get there, because I do want to talk about that, um, my NaNoWriMo story can really tie back well to the beginning of this. Okay. Cool, Let's cool. touch on programs for a second. Um, what kind of programs do you like to use, Brendan, for you, when you write? You don't normally use much. You just use pages. I want pages or a Word document. Mm-hmm. I've tried Scrivener. Um, I even touched Ulysses for a bit. Um, while they're all good, dandy, and fine and everything, I want a Word document mm-hmm. 
and I need the number of words at the bottom. So do you, so with the Wolves and Wizards, we're doing, where we're actually like using the bookmarking and we're using the outline features of pages. Because yeah. we're using pages because you like to use pages. That's true. And that was the easiest way to collaborate, which I'll touch yeah. on in a second. Um, so, but you just like having a document, a normal want, Word document. I want a document. That's yeah. it. And I want to write it from... That's it. Yeah. Do you use a... So, outside of Wolves and Wizards, just if just you are writing, mm-hmm. do you use a lot of the note features? Do you use comments? Do you... Nope. Anything? Do you Nothing. do a bookmark thing where you outline it? Nope. Nothing. Nothing. You just write it. I just write it. And why? Because I get too into the other thing and I feel like... You get too much into formatting and then you're... Exa- into the formatting, into yeah. the... You know, I like to... Well, correction. I like to have a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet or uh, numbers or whatever, and pages. And then those are the two things that I use. Mm-hmm. And then I just need to make sure that those things line up. Um, So I have my outlining thing, and then I have the thing that's written down. I don't like to have my outlining thing be in my document. Right. Because, yeah. Yeah. So So, it's just simpler in my brain. It's less steps. So I started, when I started my first book. Yeah. um, I, all I had was word pages. I just, that's what I use. I had never, at that point, I had never once in my life written anything, and, and I had never thought I would ever want to write anything. We started the first, I just pulled up a pages document, and I started writing. As I got to going, I had the newbie epiphany that I didn't know I needed to organize this, because <laughs> it was a mess, and I didn't know, I was like, how do I keep track of all this? I had the panic moment. How do I keep track of all of this? Yeah. What's going on? So that whole thing led me to Scrivener. Right. I remember which that. I think I jumped into Scrivener at Scrivener 2. Is that what, six hours? No, it's a uh, three. Mm. And I love Scrivener. I think it's a great program. Um, I used it for a very long time. And I've even considered occasionally going back to it because I just like it. Yeah. They just added in a really cool timeline feature. Mm. Where so they one of the reasons I liked it um, was you can outline it so you can have folders for your chapters you can have scenes inside the folders right. and then they have a note card corkboard feature mm-hmm. so you can make these virtual note cards yeah and then like drag it all around and blah blah blah, blah and do and make it, you know it's like I so what I could do once after I've written some stuff I could like okay I just have a scene idea and then I, hold on. What? <laughs> we need a cork board. I'm going to put it right here. Well, we have the big whiteboard over there. We need to get that over here. <laughs> you can't see that. It's behind There's you. a big old whiteboard over there. We need the whiteboard here. We could do a whiteboard. We'll get there. Okay. Anyway. Sidebar. So, I like it because I have the cork board. So, I was, I've written some stuff, and then I was like, what am I even doing? And then I was able to, like... Corkboard at some scenes and oh, I then they added their timeline feature, so you could take those corkboard and you before you could just put it in order, mm-hmm. but now you can have like character lines and you can put it like oh that's cool. in a timeline. I've considered going back to it for that for that purpose. This is my issues with Scrivener. 
they the development of it is so slow. Mm. It's never updated. Like I they announced Scrivener 3 like 7 years before they even got it out. I mean, it just takes forever. That probably means it's just like two dudes. Yeah, coding. no, it's a very small company. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's a slow process. There's like four people that work for them or whatever. I don't even know what it is. The point is, it took a really long time. And so then I, I got turned on to Ulysses. Ulysses. Mm-hmm. But the main, the main reason I went over to Ulysses was this. In Scrivener... You have you can only have one. Well, you can have more than one open, but like each, it's like opening libraries in Final Cut. It's like you have a library and that's your book, and then you have another library and that's another. You can do another book, but you want one for like your entire series. And Ulysses. So when I started getting to where like I had all these other ideas for books, mm-hmm. and I was like, crap, I have like a timeline of like I have all these different stories I want to tell. Right. Ulysses made more sense because I started having so many things that to write in Ulysses now groups and folders and stuff down the sidebar. Mm-hmm. I have my timeline of my story. Right. And just, I have the place markers for all the books in there. Gotcha. And then what's happened is anytime I have an idea, I can just pop into that book and I write like all of, like I probably have seven of the stories with just like an opening scene. Because I just had the idea, and I'm just like, just jump over. So it's a way for me to keep all of my writing in one place. I gotcha. Ulysses is a little simpler than a Scrivener. I, you know, it, it's all sorts of things. Neither one of them is bigger or better than the other. It's, mm-hmm. It just depends on what you want. Because there's a lot of other things like Bear and iWriter. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like, they're I, all fine. They're all yeah. good. I dare you to write a book in notes. Well, so that's part of why I went with Ulysses 2. I was finding I was having like... Scrivener, you can do notes and stuff too. I ended up just having too many programs. I was keeping stuff. Mm-hmm. And Ulysses was a way for me to like... Put it all together. Just put it all together and I'm only using one thing. And... I got you. You know. But no, I still dare you to write a book in notes. You could. And they both have iPhone apps. And they always, you know, a lot of people are like, you're never going to write the great American novel on an iPhone. I'm like, I do a lot of writing on my iPhone. I actually do. I I do it like texting. Yeah. Like, I'll have written something and then, like, I'll go to lunch or something and I'm just sitting there and and I'll just pull up my phone. I'm like, I just type in. Well, that's the thing. Is like, imagine how many times you text people and how many words that you do, and you're like, man, if I mm-hmm. text five thousand words a day, I've written thousands of words in a book on my phone. Yeah, for sure. I do it all the time. Yeah, we should talk about your book at some point. We should. I just want to give it away. That's like I'm holding on to that one. This that's whole thing where... is about telling all of it, and that's one I really want to hold on to. That's where we get into Patreon, and then our really hardcore people that want to know. Yeah. So that's programs. That's kind of the stuff we're looking at, um, which we can do some links and stuff in the description there. We're not getting paid for any of that, though. That's just what we use. Sure. Yeah, just want to make that disclaimer. We're not affiliated in any way. We don't get paid. Sananorama. Sananorama. We've decided to do that. I've made you panic about it and all that kind of stuff. So 
what's your what do you got? Okay, so you're, you're gonna write a book. I'm gonna write a book. What are you gonna write? My story. Uh, so I've got this character named Captain Henry Saxon, uh, who's kind of a cross between uh, Captain Jack Sparrow mm-hmm. and Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, he flies around in his flying boat. He's an intelligent Jack Sparrow. Yes, he's kind of like Doctor Who as well. Like he just shows mm-hmm. up where he needs to be. I've realized though that he is kind of an archetype. He's not really meant to change the way that mm. I have him right now. So I have to kind of redo him because he's just kind of meant to be a force, yeah. you know, and then there needs to be another character that changes. Um, kind of same with Captain Jack. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't really change throughout all the movies. I think that's a big... I, I feel like that's a misconception. Most of the time, books are driven by character change, but not always. The, st- the character doesn't have to change. No, no, no. They do... Something has to change. There has to be a... There has to be growth. Growth. But the character doesn't have to, like, have an epiphany ever. No, not necessarily. I I don't know. I go back and forth on this. I don't think every character has to change. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I think that Captain Jack, Henry Saxon can just be who he is. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that that is totally perfectly fine. Um, but I need another character who does change. I need the farmer boy mm. who becomes... You need the Luke Skywalker, someone... Something or other. Yeah. I don't know. So that's just something I have to figure out. However, so my NaNoWriMo book for this year is I don't have a world for Captain Henry Saxon to be in. I have mm. a city and I have a general, like, what he needs to be doing and the influences of the world. I don't actually have the world built yet, especially, like, how magic works and stuff, which I feel like is going to play a bigger-ish part in it. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm going to write an Adam and Eve creation story epic. Mm-hmm. Which you've talked about before. Which we've general. talked about before. Um, and I'm going to write that, and I'm going to see how that blossoms into the rest mm-hmm. of the story. It's going to be very small, almost like a bottle episode. Um, it's kind of like with Of Wolves and Wizards, as we've been uncovering that story, um, we've had all those, like... It's building out the world, mm-hmm. and so like in other stories, I'm already like, oh, okay, that helps fill in right. those gaps. Exactly. And, yeah. So the story is pretty much about the creation of like the first elves mm-hmm. wake up. Yeah. And it's an Adam and Eve character, and they don't know each other yet. Um, and then it's also how does magic come about? Mm-hmm. Um, like what is that? And it's been here from the beginning, and even before they were awoke. It was kind of this um, primeval time. Mm -hmm. So, like, there was no need... There was no uh, society. There was no logic or anything. Like, it was beasts and animals following a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, There was an intelligence there, but there wasn't anything that you would consider, like, a story. Yeah. No, like, sentient anything. Yeah. No 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 one's making choices. No, exactly. No sentient, like, this is where the world begins. Um, There were angelic beings, but for the most part, they didn't stray from what was meant to be. Yeah. Fair enough. Start. So, like, there's no, oh, what if this had happened before this time? Right. um, Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at there. Uh, I'm excited about it. Nice. Got a word count goal? 50,000. NaNoWriMo Basic. Yeah. 1,667 words a day. So I'm cool. gonna I'm gonna try to plan that out. Camp Nanorama is going on or just finished. 
mm-hmm. recently, uh, which talks about. So are you going to <clears throat> spend the next few months working on the outline of that story and yes. then like do the prep work or are you just going to? No, I'm going to do the prep work now. Um, so I feel like the prep work is kind of the key. It kind for finishing. It is kind of the key. I think that we've been watching uh, the Brandon Sanderson lecture series recently. I like the things that he has to say. So I'm going to outline a book, fully doing what Brandon Sanderson yeah. says to do, nice. and I'm going to see how it works. Okay. I'm writing a story called. So I decided NaNoWriMo is like. I'd do something different. I need to start afresh with something if I'm going to do it. I yeah. can't like start with something I already have. So, which is obviously the challenge. Yeah. So, I have a character in my original series called Balrin, who is mm-hmm. a dark elf. I talked about him in the last podcast a little bit, I think. Um, but I have mapped out in my timeline, I just have a standalone novel of his. Because I mm-hmm. just thought... That's a cool character. He's not the main focus of this story, mm-hmm. but he could have some cool stories. Yeah, um, he's he's a mercenary assassin, shadowy anti-hero kind of for himself kind of. Yeah, like he's just morally gray, you know. Um, so I was like, I'm going to write that one. It's kind of a it's standalone. A, it's a standalone book. There's no way for me that it can go into a trilogy. Of any kind. There's no... It can't expand. It can't. It really can't. Because it's going to tie directly into the original series. And the story is small. Okay, good. Very small. Um, and and I don't... I. It's not a story of him. It's not the story of his origins or anything. Right. It's the story of how he ends up to be where he is in the next... In the trilogy. It's true. You know. Okay, okay. okay. So... Um, so my idea was, uh, and again, I started it with, I written part of a scene, so I know what, um, he starts off, like, it just starts off, he's on a mission, someone paid him to kill someone. Cool. And he's, like, sunk into a marsh, like, hiding hating his life, because he's getting eaten alive by bugs, and, like, he just, but he's, like... Doing the mission. Kind of like know. Emperor Cusco a little bit. Yeah, like he's got to break into the thing and kill the guy, but he he's like thing. he's like waiting. You know, he's kind of like, I got to break, I got to wait for the guards to pass so I can jump the wall. You know, he's like that. Very, nothing crazy. But, so as I was thinking about the story the other day, one of the best ways I do that is if I have the spark of an idea, mm-hmm. when I drive somewhere alone, like if I go up to work mm-hmm. or something... I drive in silence and I just meditate on that. I just keep that in the forefront and all of a sudden it starts. Yeah. Um, so the story is this in a nutshell. He's an assassin, merc for hire. He's out for himself. Doesn't give crap about nobody. He's wants to make some money. Cool. That's what he does. Um, he has some magical ability, but he's mostly, like, an assassin. He's good with a bow. He's good with a knife. He's, you know, he's probably a couple thousand years old because he's an elf. Blah, blah, Um, He gets hired by someone, mm-hmm. or they want to hire him to assassinate one of the kings on the Council of Elders of all of Eskeradoth. Uh, um... And so... 
that's where he's got like all of a sudden he has to think <gasps> Is about this when they meet so well hold on so the story is he's trying to decide are the are the ramifications of killing a king worth the money mm. so like in my original story the idea is that there's a lot of political unrest so this is like a micro story setting up that political unrest Mm -hmm. someone has hired him to kill king typhus but throughout the story he ends up on king typhus's side and betraying who he gets hired by interested to see and how you pull that off so this is my thing. When we get to the original story, he is a... I don't know if he's like... I want him to owe Typhus something, which is why he keeps working for him. He, there has to be a reason that he has some loyalty to Typhus. Typhus saves his life. So this story needs to be like how that loyalty happens. Gotcha. Typhus saves his life. But he's getting or hired to kill him first. So they start yes. off as like, I'm trying to kill him, and then it flips. By the end. Could be cool. It's a nice small story. It's a nice little small story. Yeah. Don't turn it into a trilogy. No. Can't do that. I have too many of those. Okay. Everything can't be a trilogy. True. True. (laughs) Um, Good. Yeah. I'm excited about it. It'll be... It should be... Not... I don't want to say easy to write. It's not a complicated plot. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) So... And I'm going to spend the next few months working on the outline of that so that it's... Awesome. I dig it. I'm really excited for NaNoWriMo. I'm excited to like just get that book written. I'm excited to get it all planned out. My word count goal is going to be about 80,000. I always that's my baseline in a month. Yeah, that's like I'm going to do it. That's that's like 2,000 words a day. There's no way it's not a 50,000 word story. It's going to be bigger. Uh, it's true, but it's about getting the story down. You can flush it out later. It's not about having the final th- Hey, bro. Just you, 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 I'll do me. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you want to watch other more writing quest content, feel free to watch this video here. And uh, hope you like it so you can kind of figure out a little bit more about the stuff that we're talking about. If you have any ideas, write them down in the comments. If you're yep. listening to this on uh, Apple Podcasts, I don't know if they have comments, but... You can comment, like, subscribe, and review, all that stuff. Sweet. Awesome. See you next time. Three, See you two, next time. One. On writing quest. What's up?